Check one, two, one, two. Is this thing working? You're listening to Rabbi Ariel Scholklapper, the wisdom and tools you need to thrive. Hey, everybody. Rob Ariel here. We're going to jump into step three. Got 14 quotes for step three, which is great. Somebody said, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. That's how the steps go. <laughs> so in terms of our daily, daily battles, one, two, three, one, two, three. So here's number three. Three is made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood God. I know this one's a toughie. We're talking about God again. You know, I think the first thing that I, I would just say about that is suspend whatever the dirty word God is, whatever your concept of that from your childhood, from whatever religious group you grew up in. If there is some you know negativity around that word, this is an opportunity for you actually to reboot that concept. So you actually, it's, I mean, it even was for me, and I'm a rabbi. So, honestly, this is a this is an opportunity for you to take back the power in this, not taking back the power, but you know, take back some some agency on a higher power as it makes sense to you, as opposed to maybe what's been taught to you, or what you've been told. So, that's just some flexibility for you, giving you that opportunity, give yourself the permission to just allow that to be. So here's, here is quote number one. Quote, many of us have confused ideas about what it means to surrender to the care of God. Anyone who has battled with control issues may have a hard time giving up, giving in, and letting go. Sometimes we surrender too much. We become victimized. We refuse to take care of ourselves, and we blame that on God, unquote. Yeah, so here's an adjustment of our expectations, of our concepts, of what does it actually mean to surrender? And can we actually give up our control over every little bit of our lives, but without surrendering too much without getting to a place of victimization. I think that's part of the battle of recovery is this like black and white thinking. It's like either I'm fully in control or I have no control at all. How do we find the middle ground of what is in my control and what isn't in my control? That's part of this third step is recognizing there are lots of things that are not in my control. I want to let go of those things. Quote number two. Quote, before I began recovery, I was convinced my life was a mistake. Not only did I believe that I had little business being here, I didn't believe there was any purpose for my life, unquote. Oof, that one's a tough one, right? I mean, how many of us have arrived in recovery with a sense of despair? Like, what, what's the purpose? Why am I suffering so much? How are we? How am I going to get through to the next level? And this is a reminder that, I mean, for me, I mean, I'll share my recovery 
definitely in the beginning days, I felt more of a sense of despair, of a sense of how am I, you know, what, what am I here for? What am I doing? What's going on? Why, why am I suffering in this way? And this is a reminder of that you're not alone. If you're feeling that way, that you can reach out for others who may have felt that way, who can give you some strength to show you that you won't feel like that forever. And that if you stick to the steps, you continue the process, you'll actually, within not a very long amount of time, find that you actually do have hope for the future. You recognize that you do belong on this planet, that you are here to contribute something unique. It's a tough one. Quote number three, quote, we turn ourselves over to God's care. Then we do our part by learning to take care of ourselves, unquote. So yeah, here's that, here's that partnership. We turn ourselves over and then we take care of ourselves, the part that is up to us to do, the part that we can control. That's part of the program codependency is actually learning to take care of yourself, to love yourself. Quote four, along the same lines, quote, if I am working my program, then I take the time to ask myself what I really feel and what I really need, unquote. So there you go, right? That's, this is part of a lot of, for a lot of addicts and people in recovery, especially codependents, it's actually taking time to discern what do you actually feel? What do you actually need in that particular moment of difficulty, of struggle? It really at any moment is figuring out what do I need? What do I want? How do I feel? And reckoning with that as opposed to just kind of moving through life or just doing what other people want you to do or what you think other people want you to do or what you think you're supposed to do as opposed to what you really need, learning to trust your own inner guidance. Quote number five, quote, we can go to God as our source, our creator, our inspiration, our guidance, our direction, and we hold ourselves responsible for our behavior and choices, unquote. So this is that continuing along the lines of recognizing that there is some mysterious element that can help guide us, help direct us. If we listen to it, it's that, it's that internal guidance system that maybe we got disconnected from or really never connected with very much throughout our lives. And at the same time, being accountable, responsible for our own behavior, our choices, the things that we do, the things that we have decided to do, and taking an empowering approach to that. It's a duality. It's not just, oh, I let go, and there, there, that's it, right? Back to that same concept of we let go, but we also recognize what is in our power. Quote number six, quote, God knows our hearts and God understands our healing needs. God understands the good that is waiting around the corner for us, the good that we can't see yet. God sees the benefit in the lessons we're learning, not just the turmoil. 
which is what we so often focus on. God can help us bring out the healer in ourselves, unquote. I love this. This one is like that partnership component of how do I tune in to what this divine, whatever that higher power that you that is of your understanding, to the hope that's there, that there's a there's a future that has yet to unfold that is good. That it, however stuck you feel, you won't be here forever. And this is something that helps in the beginning of a, a maybe a difficult recovery process. But it can also be in times where you just feel stuck, like all throughout recovery, where things are not going how you wish. You know that there's good that you can't see yet that it's coming. You know, how many times have we heard of people who felt like they were rock bottom and then one circumstance changed? They met one person. They uh, did one thing. They got one response. They got the momentum. And the next thing they knew, their life was taking a totally different direction. So it's like, how do we take the things that we're struggling with and recognize that maybe there's some lesson there? It's not just turmoil. And focus on the good. Focus on the good and become a healer for ourselves. How do we do that? How do we start to take the power back? How do we start to take control of what is in our control? There's going to be a lot more about healing ourselves as we go through this journey. So that's part of it, is becoming your own best friend, your own source of strength. Quote number seven. Quote, We do not have to look around us too long or too hard to find God's will for us in our lives today. It's not hidden from the eye. God's plan for us today is taking care of ourselves the way we want and choose within the framework of what's happening in our lives today. When it's supposed to be something different, we'll know. We'll get interrupted. We'll be led into new circumstance. Or a new circumstance will find us. And here's that kind of learning to trust. This is that real third step kind of giving over trust and faith that we're going to know if we need to do something different. We need to learn how to take care of ourselves the way that we want and choose to within the limits of whatever situation we're in. And when it's time to be different, it'll be different. We're going to know that it'll be impossible for us to continue on the same path as we've been on. We're going to be led into new, new directions. Things will change in a way that we won't be able to ignore. We have to be able to trust that. And that's something that often just grows over the course of recovery, but you can learn to trust it by experiencing it. Quote number eight, quote, gratitude helps make things work out well. It helps us feel better while stressful things are happening. Then when things get good, it helps us enjoy the good, unquote. So not only does gratitude actually help make things go well because we're sort of energetically in a better place, but it helps us get through things that are not the most fun while they're happening and then helps us savor the things that are actually good while they're good. So it's like gratitude is, the, is a component of this 
whole thing of like, look how blessed I am. Well, let me count all the things that are, are going well. Maybe it's not perfect, but let's actually spend some time and energy just reflecting on the basics. Clean air, clean water, clothes, you know, a roof over my head, the, all the things that are basic basics, food, health, you know, your senses, your basic senses. Just don't don't take those things for granted, right? We know, we all know people who lose those things or don't have those things. It's not to say, okay, well, I shouldn't have uh, any gripe with my situation because things could be so much worse. You can still be frustrated with where you're at, but also recognize the good. Be grateful. Quote number nine. Quote, Surrender doesn't mean we're helpless. It doesn't mean we surrender to abuse or intolerable, intolerable circumstances. It means we acknowledge these circumstances, then ask God to help us take care of ourselves in these circumstances, unquote. Right, back to that concept. I think people worry when you hear you say the word surrender, it's like, well, surrender like white flag, like now I have no control, no power. No, it's saying the circumstance that is out of my control, that sucks, I surrender, right? I acknowledge this sucks. I don't like it. I don't choose it. It's happening though. And then we ask God to help us to take care of ourselves in the circumstance. What is in my control? What can I, how can I make this better? That is the guidance from the higher power. It's helping us take care of ourselves within the circumstance. Quote 10. Quote, things are being worked out in us. Things that we do not yet know about. Things we will see with the passage of time. Important changes are happening within us as a result of our present circumstances. Important changes are taking place in others right now, unquote. Right? How many times have we got to the end of a challenge or to like the moment of victory and recognized that that difficult thing actually ended up working better? Like we wanted something, it didn't work out how we wanted. And then because of whatever circumstance, you we ended up meeting a person you'd didn't think you'd meet or some, you learned a skill that you didn't have before or you knew a trick or you were in a right, the right position, but it felt wrong at the time. But then in retrospect, you recognized I needed those things in order to get to where I'm at. And if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be where I'm at. So th this is part of that recognition of like, we don't always know or have the full context for what's happening. So even if things are sucky, we need to recognize this is part of the process, right? Like there are things that I don't know about yet that are happening. There are things that are being worked out within me that take time that I'm only going to recognize the value of or the benefit of in time. And to recognize, to trust that the changes that are, there are changes happening within me and in other people that are happening because of the circumstance I'm in. So take it easy a little bit. Give, just relax. Allow yourself to relax as much as possible. 
through the process. Don't make it harder than it needs to be. Quote 11, it does not mean we say yes to all that comes our way. It means we learn to trust when we want to say no, and then we say no. It also means we learn to trust when we want to say yes, unquote. This is part of it, right? It's like, just because you're like giving up surrendering doesn't mean you just say yes to everything. You have to trust that if you don't like it, you don't want it, you'll say no, right? Or that if you do want something, that you can say yes. And discerning that, allowing ourselves to discern that and trust that our inner discerning in conjunction with our higher power, when we're being honest with ourselves, part of this process is actually learning how to trust our own inner sense that says yes or no, and do that, work through that. Quote 12, quote, this step isn't about mindlessness or selflessness. It's about learning to trust my mind and trust that once I turn myself over to God, I will be guided by a higher power and divine wisdom. It's about finding, valuing, loving, and trusting myself. Unquote. So this is back to learning to trust. Learning to trust your mind. Learning to trust that when you turn your will over to God, that you'll be guided by that higher power and some wisdom that maybe you couldn't have accessed on your own by your own will. And learning to trust that inside you, that whatever that is, it's all part of you, right? It's all yourself. To value, to love yourself, to find yourself. This is not just like being an automaton. This is actually paying attention to what is going on and valuing your own inner sense, which is coupled with your higher power. Quote 13, quote, we let go. We say, that's it. I'm willing to let go of preconceived notions about what should happen. I'm willing to let go of my limitations, my agenda, my script, and my beliefs. I'm ready and willing to be open to what you have in mind for me. Now, just show me what that is. Let me know in a way I can understand, unquote. This is framed in a way of like a prayer of saying to God, to this to higher power, like, I don't know what's going on, okay? I don't, I thought things should be like whatever. I thought I should be like a certain way. I have an agenda. I have a script. I have a controlled effort of what I think it should be. But clearly this is not it. So I want to let go and let you, this divine, show me what it is and please Sometimes the, the work is in asking, let me know in a way that I can understand. Help me see the good in what's happening. Help me see the purposefulness. Help me see the value of going through this tribulation, this difficulty, or whatever it is that I can't really understand. This is the work. This is almost like the third step prayer of saying, I don't know. Please show me in a way that I can understand. And last quote, quote 14 for today, for this step, quote, trust this process. It will take us where we truly want and need to go. 
in divine and perfect timing. Trust God's plan for it's better than ours. Trust ourselves for we have now tapped into a power and source infinitely more powerful than anything we've known, unquote. I just, one of my mentors posted, what do you think when people tell you trust the process, right? And it's like, I think it's a natural human response to be like, don't tell me to trust the process, right? But we've done it our way and we know what the results of that are. And now we're turning to the wisdom of a process that we know has worked for other people. I'm a witness to that. We are trusting that their system is actually going to get us to where we need to go, even if we don't know how it's going to work. What are the specific steps of that? And in this way, it's saying trust the process. It's like this, you may not be where you want to be right now, you probably aren't. You may not feel how you want to ultimately feel, but there is a process and things are happening in the time that they need to happen. And your higher power has a plan that is better than yours. And you can trust yourself to discern better than you ever have in the past, because now you're running it through this lens of what does my highest self, my higher power, my highest wisdom, what is it telling me to do? Which is way more powerful than just making our own ego-driven decisions on our own. We know where that led us, led us to here. So we tap into this power, when, and in tapping into that, we are also tapped into this infinite source of power and wisdom, much more than we've ever been able to tap into in all of our lives. So that wraps up the 14 quotes for step three. Keep coming back. It works if you work it and you're worth it. And we'll see you in step four. To stay updated on new episodes, subscribe on iTunes or follow on facebook.com slash Rabbi Shulk. That's Rabbi Shulk, R-A-B-B-I-S-H-O-L-K. And if you haven't listened to step one with the intro, that gives you a little bit of more information of like who I am, what I do, why I'm doing this, uh, how I see these steps applying to other processes as well, why I think codependency is a really important and universal, fundamental, foundational recovery process. And uh, yeah, just go back and listen to that so that you, I don't have to say it again. Take care.